to the second episode two of season three. I got my brain's been backwards all day. The <laughs> the chemo hit me hard yesterday, so I'm just now getting back into effect. Actually, Amy, thank you for taking over the show earlier today. Anytime. We got to talk about video games. You know how much fun that is for me. So my video game flag got to fly real hard earlier today. It was a lot of fun. But we had a really interesting and good time in New Orleans this weekend. Learned quite a bit. One, you don't drive during the weekend or in the first yep. quarter, especially when they have parades. Oh, Lordy, the traffic. Oh, but the nice. beignets were good. That doesn't yeah. sound fun. Just no. Well, beignets were good. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, someone ended up at this house buying some this weekend. And it's like, no, I can't eat those for a while now. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> but mm -mm. Yeah. It was fun. Fan Expo was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that very much. Had a lot of good cosplay there. A lot of good actors and voice actors and actresses. And of course, SyphaCon was there. GeekCon was there. A lot of different shows. Oh. So getting to know a lot of those people. Of course, we're getting ready for ours, which we do have affirmative dates as of today, which is going to be January 13th and 14th of 2024. So we will be opening up Texas next year. Whoop, whoop. So excited about that. But today we have Larry Kinney on, and a lot of y'all will know him from the voice of Lion-O and Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> I did a lot of research and I also found out that you you were a DJ a lot of for country music oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those in my life I need one of those I just do I'm totally fangirling I need one of those in my life and I love I love it I've, I kid you not everybody if you're listening watching the replay whatever watching this live I have counted down for this evening, because Greg would tell me like last Thursday, he told me he was on. I was like, oh, that's great. I was like, but this Thursday, it's, it's Lino, right? It's Larry. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes. Okay, I'll be there. So I've had a Thundercats marathon all day because on Hulu, you can watch it yeah. all season. So I've been like Thundercats. My kids have been watching Thundercats with me. We are a Thundercats household today. Okay. I love great. to hear it. I love to hear it. <laughs> uh, great. Gotta gotta laugh at Amy. And <laughs> yes, I, I am moving a little slow today. Like I said, I'm getting my strength back up. <clears throat> my strength back up. So getting there. Uh, but I do want to ask, because I do know that you're a DJ and for country music. So my main question is, are you more of the legends or the new country? Well, actually, yeah, yeah, I, I did I did do some uh, country stations. But I started out as a rock disc jockey when I was 15 years old, um, <clears throat> and it wasn't until I, I moved I moved on to uh, in Peoria, Illinois, where I'm from. That's where I started when I was 15. Uh, you know, playing the Beatles and the Stones and stuff like that, and doing my little funny voices in between records and things like that. And then I moved from there to Fort Wayne, Indiana, then Cleveland, Chicago, and then New York. So it was in it was in Chicago first that I was a, a country country disc jockey, and then in New York for a, a few years at um, WHN country station. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I started out as a disc jockey. Oh. A DJ. We used to, the original DJs, not like DJs. You know, yeah. Ree, 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 ree. <laughs> <laughs> we actually. First, but then you said disc jockey, and I was like, okay, I get it now. Like now, yeah, I yeah. I'm understanding now. I'm like, okay, I got you. Yeah, I, can, I yeah. got it. Okay, I like it. An OG DJ, that's what I want. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. So, what actually got you started into the voice acting? Well, I I was I was doing voices when I was a little kid. My mom used to tell me that um, she said from about the time I could talk, I would mimic the uh, cartoon characters I, I saw on television. And um, 
Um, and as I got older, I started doing impressions of you know celebrities, famous people. And when I started in the radio, <clears throat> I I um, I kept doing the voices and I incorporated them into my radio show. You know, I would do a record and then I'd come out of the record and say, you know, those are the Beatles. You know, I want to hold your hand and then, oh, look who's here. You know, <laughs> I would do uh, Richard Nixon or somebody. And uh, so I made, I made it a part of my show. And then when I started doing, um, <clears throat> when I got to New York, and you know, where most of the big commercials are done, and I started doing uh, commercials, that uh, was a, a great, uh, that, it was great training for me doing those character voices when I was a kid because I got into things like uh, cart cartoon characters on, on commercials. Uh, I was Count Chocula for 40 years. Uh, I was also selling the Cocoa, Buff, Cocoa Puffs bird for 40 years. Remember him? Yeah, I want to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yahoo! I'm oh, my gosh, that's you yeah. oh, my gosh! That was me and also Count Chocula. I was for 40 years. Count Chocula cereal. Fried, really delicious. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my so I did, gosh. I did, I did a lot of that stuff uh, on, on commercials, too. I'm so I still do commercials. Let's see. What would you guys know that's on the air now? Uh, you know, Skittles. You know the Skittles commercials. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And the guy at the end of every one of them says, "Feel the rainbow, taste the rainbow." Awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! So, what was like your big opportunity? You know, like what was that pivotal moment where you're like, "Oh, you know, I really want to audition and try." You know, to take voice acting to its next <laughs> level. I mean, obviously, you made it. You know, you became Lion-O, which is to me is just the top of the top for me, <laughs> right? So what was that journey like getting there? Like, where were you just like, oh, you know, I'm really going to give this a shot and see how it goes? High school. I was a junior in high school. <clears throat> and uh, when I, like I said, when I started doing radio, pardon me. Um, and, and I had been doing, you know, character voices anyway. And then uh, I actually, at that point, I, had, I wanted to be a sports writer. A newspaper sports writer because oh, i had okay. done that for a year when i was 14 for our local newspaper back in illinois i would cover high school basketball games football games you know and things like that and then go back to the um, after the game go back to the newspaper and and uh, turn in my roll of film to be for the next day and then i would type my type out my story from the next day and then i would go home go to bed and i'd get up the next day and go to school and do it all over again um so, uh, and, and from the time I started in radio, the very first day I knew that's what I wanted to do forever. I just, as soon as I got on that microphone, I loved it. Yeah. And uh, after I was in it for just a, probably a few months, I thought, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do the rest of my life, you know. So I began thinking about, of course, I, was, I was at, uh, grew up about 100 miles south of Chicago, between Chicago and St. Louis. So my goal at that time for the first few years was, to someday, hopefully, make it to either Chicago or St. Louis, you know, one of the big stations, yeah. and um, and be a disc jockey there forever. And I did that, and as as um, luck would have it, I, I got to eventually got to Chicago, and then to New York, which I had never dreamed about when I first started out. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if that answered your question. I forgot the question, but my, you you said something about my first big moment. Yeah. It was just that first time on the microphone, you know, that first time playing the records and, and, and being a disc jockey. And I just, just I knew right away that's, that's what I got to do. As a matter of fact, I told you I was had been a sports writer when I was 14. Well, I was making, I think, about $75 a week, uh, a lot of money back in 1960, 63, yeah. <laughs> 62. And uh, so I was really doing well, you know, at the time, my father was making about the same amount of money after working at a factory for 30 years, you know, mm. uh, I mean, this was 1962, 63. I mean, doctors back then made 10,000 a year and, and, you know, a brand new car cost uh, $1,800, $2,000 for a new car. Let's just give you an idea what things were like back then. Yeah, exactly. So, the, when I came home that first day after my sh first radio show, and I said to, uh, to my dad, uh, 
Oh, I forgot the part, this part of the story. After I had been on the air a couple of weeks, I got a call. Uh, I got called into the office of the newspaper owner. And he said, um, um, I hear you're, you're, you're doing a radio show up at WIRL in Peoria. I said, yeah, yeah. Pretty exciting. He said, well, you know that I own the local the radio station here in town, don't you? And I knew that, you know. And, and I said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, you know, you can't be on that radio station and be on my radio station at the same time. And he said, uh, how much are they paying you up there? And I said, well, right now it's about $6 a week. And it was because I was only on the air for an hour. Uh, on Saturdays, I was on the air for one hour with another guy, on a, little, a little show called High School Something. And we'd talk about, you know, what was going on at all the local high schools and in, in the area. And we'd play records. And it was called public service programming back then. No commercials. Uh, anyway, um, he said... Um, how much are they paying you up there? And I said, well, I'm making about $6 an hour. You know, just, he said, how much am I paying you here? And I said, uh, $75 a week. He said, well, obviously you're going to quit that and, and stay with us, right? And I said, no, I'm sorry. But I, uh, I want to do the radio thing, you know. I want to oh, do it wow. Well. So he said, all right. You guys ever see the movie um, It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember that scene where, where uh, Jimmy Stewart is talking to Mr. Potter, the big shot in town who owns owns everything, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Potter says to him, you know, uh, uh, George, how much do I pay you a week? Why, you're a fine young man, uh, but you can't, you know, you, you, you've got to stay here and work with me. It just it reminded me just of that because I had to go home and tell my dad. I said, uh, my father, I said, uh, Dad, I'm, I'm not going to work at a newspaper anymore. I'm going to work at the radio station. And uh, <laughs> he said, okay, well, how much are they paying at the newspaper? And I said, uh, 75, about 75 a week. How much are they pay at the radio station? I said, about $6 a week. <laughs> he looked at me like, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say that, though. He said, well, I mean, you know, if that's what you really want to do, but I think you should think about it twice. I mean, it's a lot of money because that's about what he was making, $75 a week. And here I was, 14, 15 years old. And he said, um, you better think about it. And I, I thought about it for another 10 minutes. And I said, yeah, it's going to be radio. <laughs> so I, I quit the newspaper job and went to stay with the radio. And uh, it worked out pretty well. Nice. So did you just get like discovered, you know, when you would do like your like impersonations of others and stuff? Or did you just apply? You saw that they were looking for voice actors and you applied. What was that process like? You mean for, uh, for that first job? Yeah. For your first like voice acting job. Like I know in the in the radio and stuff you were doing mm -hmm. that. Well, and everything. I, I was taking a radio class in high school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh Looking back on it now, it's phenomenal to think that we had a small town in Illinois. We had a, a full radio studio, and uh, we would actually do a 10-minute radio show at lunch hour every day where we would talk about school news and foot sports and things like that. And then uh, one of us would read the school menu so that the mothers would know what not to make that night for dinner. <laughs> 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 spaghetti twice in the same day. <laughs> and um, so, so that's what I was doing. And um, gee, now I forgot. You'll find that I do that. I babbling on what the original question was sometimes. But I'm 75 no. years old. So I'm allowed to do that. I'm an old guy. Oh, I love it. It's like a it's like a rabbit hole, and I love going down rabbit holes. So you are welcome Good. to do okay. that anytime. So how did you land, you know, the voice of Lion-O from Thundercats? How did you land that? Uh, <clears throat> like everything else in this business, the voiceover business uh, or the entertainment business, I auditioned for it. Uh, this was back in 1985, I think. Been in New York only a year by at that time. I was doing commercials. And um, one day my agent called and said, uh, okay, tomorrow at 10 o'clock, you're going to go to this place and audition for a new animated series called Thundercats. 
So what you do is you, you go to the audition and you do the audition and then you go home. And if you got a job, if you got the job, <clears throat> your agent will call you within a couple of days and say, okay, you got the job. You're starting next, next month or, or whatever. So that's how, um, that's how I got that job and almost every other job. To this day, you have to audition. If I get a call from agent saying they're doing a commercial for something and they want uh, this type of voice, that type of voice, you go and audition for it with sometimes 100 other guys. When I auditioned for, uh, for Thundercats, there were, I think they auditioned 1,200 people in Chicago, in, in New York and L.A. Wow. Uh, for the various roles on there. So um, but that's how you get it. You go in and go in and... and uh, and give more, an idea of what you think that character should could sound like. And then it's, like I said, you just sit back and wait. Hopefully you get the phone call. Yeah. So when did you decide to get an agent? Well, I almost had to when I came to New York. You almost have to have an agent um, because almost all of the work is, is union work. You have to belong to the Screen Actors Guild, SAG. Okay. Uh, back then it was Screen Actors Guild. And then the other union was the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists which mm. I had to belong to, to be on radio. Yeah. About 10 years ago, they combined the two. It's now SAG-AFTRA. But you have to, you have to be in the union, um, and you have to have an agent. So, um, you know, you got, that's what I did. I got an agent and joined the unions, and here I am. <laughs> nice. I love it. Lizzie, any questions from you? Yeah. <laughs> Some old, like, girl days moment. Now, Lizzie, Lizzie and I know each other personally, know we? Yes. We met yes. on Facebook, and uh, just recently, we've been talking on Facebook for a few years, haven't we, together? And then finally, just this past, is it, it was New York Comic Con. First time we yeah. met, wasn't it? Back earlier this year, I forget when it was. Oh, last but, year. Uh, this is New Year. Oh, that's right. It was last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great to finally meet you. Yes. And it was a pain in the butt to find you. I had asked and they go, oh, it's over there in the corner. Like, it's, a, it's a big show. Yes. It's, I recommend I think you after, after, after San Diego, it's the first, the biggest uh, Comic-Con in the yes, country and in the world. Yeah. But they get about, over four days, they get about 150,000, 200,000 people there. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. I was curious because did you have a favorite episode you worked on with Thundercats? Because I've seen bloopers. I remember there was a blooper of you yelling at Snarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, those there's a whole bunch of bloopers on, out, call, we call them outtakes, <clears throat> on um, YouTube, places like that. Uh, what they are, if you don't know what bloopers or outtakes are, um, I know you guys do. Uh, when you're recording something, uh, you're going to make mistakes, you know, or somebody's going to break up and laugh and then everybody goes crazy and stuff like that. And they just cut that out of the of the show. Obviously, nobody ever hears it except those of us in the studio that day. And the people on the other side of the glass, the engineers and the producer and director. But back then, that's nobody ever heard the outtakes. The engineer would just cut them out and either throw them. Cut, this is back when it was tape, not computer. And he would just throw that part away. Or in most cases, the recording engineers, we, we learned later, uh, would keep a lot of that stuff for their Christmas parties. At home. <laughs> and they would say like, hey, you guys want to hear, you know, the Thundercats show, right? Okay. Uh, you want to hear what, uh, what some of the outtakes sound like? What, what happens when when they get, get kind of silly in there and start acting up and they, they would, they would play them for people. Well, suddenly along came the internet and uh, they're all over the place. Now you can, you can just, just, just Google or whatever your search engine is Thundercats outtakes and you'll see a whole, a whole list of them. And some of them are pretty, you can get pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. I've heard, I, I've heard Lino say things like, <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, one time one of them is one of them is Lionel going, uh, uh, and it wasn't until we got the thing and fixed the thunder tank and went to over there, and then we came back here with it, and then after that we did it. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> <I did. laughs> Oh, should I not have said that? Everybody, 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 everybody. Oh, you're good. 
You are good. <laughs> what's your line? I'm saying this. Like, acting up the whole thing and just throws his arm up. Like, what the hell? You know? Oh, I love it. Oh, you, you just made it. Amy's. You just made Amy's year, and it's only t- twelve really days good. into it. I'm gonna rewatch this episode and been like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, one where like you were yelling at what? Snark because Snark got annoying sometimes. You're like, yeah, dang, yeah, shut the fuck up, Snark. Yeah, I said, shut the fuck up, Snark. He went, no. <laughs> One of them is uh, one of them is where I'm starting to do, you know, the Thundercats ho. And I went <clears throat> thunder, thunder, thunder. <clears throat> Shit! I started too high. <laughs> that's uh, that's a, that's everybody's favorite, I think. <laughs> oh lordy. Did you ever ever get the sort of omens toy? Because that you can oh, still yeah. find it at Target or Walmart, but it's hard to find it. But it's out there. Oh yeah, I've got more than that. Let's see what I got there. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> Here's a small. This is not the sword. This is the uh, the dagger. Wow. Lionel had in his claw. Remember he had, he had a big claw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. oh, wow. And the, uh, the dagger went right in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. That's that great? cool. That's cool. Love it. Love it. Oh, man. I need one of those. Those are cool. You can use that to slap Josh. I just thought <laughs> of something. It's a good thing yeah. I'm wearing pants today. Sometimes I don't wear pants. <laughs> hey, you know what? We don't judge, okay? We're all good. As long as it's not a kilt, we're good, okay? We're good. That's I what we've decided. I still need to send you those pictures. Well, we started doing this, you know, d- during COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, I was doing these before COVID, but now everybody in their office or whatever does Zooms with people. And it's funny. You'll see outtakes on YouTube of people who forgot to, didn't put pants on that day or they thought they had their pajama bottoms on and they stand up <laughs> thank goodness i have mine on i love it so do you, How about you guys stand up everybody stand up um, no. i'm okay <laughs> i have i have my pajama shorts on okay i'll be honest i'm not even gonna lie i got my comfy shorts my gir- big girl pants on is what i call. all right because they're right. comfy and stretchy you know what i'm saying i'm all about being comfortable greg's not school. saying a thing i don't think he's wearing any pants i'm wearing a kilt Oh, oh, right. Justin, you don't need to stand up, okay? Let's not start that. You don't need to stand up. Oh Lord! Well, I can I can see the little bit that Lizzie's wearing pants. That's why I yeah. let's forget about the pants. I don't know why I brought it up. It was just a joke, anyway. I love it. So, do you go to comic cons and stuff often, or is it one that you only yeah. do like a couple a year? No, I do. I do maybe eight a year at the most. Nice. Um, I really like them. I really, really love meeting the fans all over the country and the world and everything. But uh, at my age, the traveling is getting to be a really pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm 75 years old. I don't feel like an old man. But but the travel sometimes and being away from home for three or four days at a time, I don't like. But I I do. um, I think I've got three or four booked for next year already, and I'm sure we'll do some more. I try to do no no more than... uh, like eight, ten, maybe at the most in a year. Yeah. Hey, I'm 30 and I don't like traveling. So I'm right there with you. I'm like, that's a pain. I don't enjoy it. But I have a three and a two year old and it's awful to travel with them anyways. And I don't, I'm not a fan of long car rides. So I'm there with you. I'm like, no. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I get it. I'm, I'm there 100%. I love meeting the fans though. It's, um, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, I know it means a lot to me. The show means Thundercats means an awful lot to me for a lot of reasons. And uh, one of the most important ones is that I, even before the internet came and people could contact me, you know, on, on uh, email and stuff like that. And like this, um, I, I always got a lot of comments and a lot of mail from people who said to me, uh, um, you know, my childhood was not very good. And I knew what they meant. You know, sometimes they would go into detail, you know, that they were abused or or neglected, you know, or bullied, 
things yeah. like that. And uh, so many hundreds of people have said to me, but when I, when I was a kid and that was happening to me, they said, but when I went into my room, locked the door, closed the door and watched Thundercats for half an hour, everything went away. You know, I just got one of those again this morning, as a matter of fact, one of those emails. So that, so, so the, um, the Thundercats legacy means a, a tremendous amount to me. It wasn't just a show because I know it meant a lot more to a lot of people, you know, it was a lot of, so many people say that it, it helped me create my, uh, my code of honor, my, well, the Thundercats, Code of Thundera, you know, mm -hmm. that helped kind of help them give them a, a moral compass. And there's yeah. not a lot of, not a lot of cartoon shows that can do that, I don't think. So no. that's no, why I really always, so proud of the Thundercats. It's always good hearing stories about connections like that and yeah. how voice actors will talk to the people that have had dilemmas. I don't want to really say dilemmas, but yeah. issues, issues. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's always good to hear. Yeah. So since you started at an earlier time, tell us about the progression of the studios for you. The progression of, I'm sorry? The of the studios, how they've progressed through time. Oh, the technology? The yes. technology? Uh, well, the big thing, of course, is going digital, you know. Um, back in the, when we were doing Thundercats and Silverhawks and Tiger Sharks and all those shows. Uh, and doing commercials. Everything was on tape. It was on, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen recording tape. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I, I'm kind of half serious because, you know, sometimes I'll mention it to young people and they say, what was that? I mean, they heard <laughs> it, you know. Yeah. But everything was on a tape, of, you know, like that wide. And, and you'd record it and then they'd have to edit it by sl actually sl with a, with a, rubber, uh, with a um, razor blade slice it one slice of the other end and then take out the part you don't want and then you'd literally have to tape it back together oh, wow. and so an engineer had to be that would ha he had to be uh, really expert at knowing how to do that now it's a matter of hit delete cut in, in, on a computer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not that hard but but um so that's the biggest change i think is is the the going digital and uh, not having to use tape and all of that makes everything so much quicker. Of course, now you can. Now, when I do, um, uh, well, for example, when when um, Warner Brothers came out with a, a new Thundercats back in 2011, if you guys remember? Yes. Um, yeah, I was. I played Claudius Lano's father on that one, and it took us maybe. Well, we, we used to be able to record two episodes back in the back in the 80s. We would record two shows in one day. Okay. Two, two episodes in one day. Uh, by 2012, 2011, we could record four, sometimes five a day because of the wow. how much less time it took with the putting it all together, technically, the technology of it. But other than that, I mean, uh, things haven't changed very much. The studios still look the same, you know. And... Um, basically the same that hasn't changed that much one major change now though that's happened to start having happening about uh, 15 20 years ago is today whether it's a commercial or a, a cartoon show or um even a video game i do some video games too um today you record by yourself they record each person alone so you're in a little box by yourself. You read your lines, and then you leave. And then somebody else comes in and reads their lines. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. Most actors don't like it because you really need to have other actors to play off of, you know, to respond to. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a better product. I think people, everybody works works better if they, you know, if there's other actors around them. Not only for that reason, but also because. When you've got four or five other actors with you, you want to, you know, you want to show them what you can do too. You want to, you do a better job, I think. You know, look at me. I can do. Oh yeah, I can do this. It's just, it's human nature, you know. Yeah. But when you're in there by yourself, it's um, 
It's still a great way to make a living, but it's not as fun as it used to be. Well, you could also play off their emotions when you work with other exactly. actors like that. And sure. I think it would exactly. be harder to do when you're just doing it by yeah. yourself. It is. But I'm not complaining. I mean, I, uh, you know, it's still, a, there's no heavy lifting for the actor. And you can dress any way you want, you know. <laughs> I like it. With, with pants on. <laughs> you can do it any way you want. So it sounds like pants are optional. Okay. <laughs> then you're good. He said it. Okay. However you want. Thank That's you. I'm, I'm down. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. So when you were recording, you know, Thundercats and stuff, the original one before you were Lionel's father, did you were all the characters in the one room and you guys recorded as a group? Or is yeah. it was always the one in, one out kind of thing? No, no. Uh, back in the day, back in 1985, when we did the first Thundercats. Yeah. <clears throat> and up up through 12, uh, 2011 when we did the last one. Uh, yeah, we would all be... There were only five of us, sometimes six in the cast of the show. Mm -hmm. And those five people would do all the voices or all the episodes. So we all each had to do... Ended up doing, oh, you know, 50, 100 voices on that show. And um, but back then we were always they had a, they had the studio um, arranged with six microphones in a kind of a semicircle, mm -hmm. so you could see each other as you're reading and everything. And uh, we would always all be in there together. Uh, now, um, when you're going to do something like that, you're in a little booth by yourself, mm. and then that's like I told you before, you do yours. Yeah. Somebody else comes in and, and does their part. I, I have no idea why it's like that these days. Yeah. I haven't, I, I've asked other actors and they, they don't have any idea why it's like that. But somebody decided that that's a, a better way to do it for, for somebody's purposes. I don't know who's, but that's the way it's done now. Yeah. It, it's, uh, again, it's not as much fun. But um, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, right. You're just going to go yeah. do what they tell you to do, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I get yeah. it. So, I mean, you mentioned that you used to write and then you left, you know, <clears throat> gave that up so you could do radio and that's been in voice acting and that's, you know, been a great decision. Have you ever dabbled back in writing or is that just something that you've left? No, I never have. I never have. I, I, um, I don't. I don't think I would be a very good creative writer. I've never really tried it that much. Yeah. But I just feel my my strength is is what I do. My, my strength yeah. for me is performing it. And um, I mean, I, I mean, over the years, I've written maybe a, a little couple of jokes for a for a um, uh, an evening we were having for, at the Friars Club for some celebrity. You know, you've seen those roasts. Oh yeah, yeah. Used to do a lot of those at the Friars Club, and um, so then then I, I would just tap out a couple of short jokes. But to write something that needs a, a plot and characters and all that, I yeah. just uh, I, I just never had the desire to do it. And part of it could be because I'm lazy. I really am. I, I you know <laughs> that's a lot of work writing. writing. It is. It is. I'm like you. Yeah, I've never had the desire. <laughs> At all. So I get it. I just didn't know if like writing was one of those things that was like a part of you, but you yeah. wanted to pursue this because you really enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. kind no, of thing. I, no. I, I let somebody else write it and I, and I read it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fast answer. Someone else can put on that all that effort and everything and you're going to reap the yeah. enjoyment. I like it. Go. Yeah, me too. It's mm -hmm. fun to write. I haven't Greg, done it in three years, but it's Greg's fun to writer. write. Greg, writer, Greg, the writer. Yeah, I have three books out. One of them won, I think it was 2020 when COVID was just starting. Yeah, mm -hmm. the uh, best young adult western in the state of Texas. Yeah, that was the name of it. No, 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 that was that's the award, award you won. But it, it was yeah. that. That's when award you won. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. But it was Great. Tess Law Woman of the West was the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought it would it, it would be cool to be a writer and to have something, have a book, you know, or um, that, yeah. you, that you can say, I did that, I wrote uh -huh. that, you know. But I just never, um, 
I never was given the opportunity for one thing. I mean, I never sought it out, but uh, I liked when I was, I liked being a newspaper reporter because that was just facts. You know, I'd go and watch a game and take notes. And then my story was um, the facts of the game. This guy scored 10 points and this guy got tossed out in the third quarter and things like that. But it wasn't something I had to make up a plot and come up and do this for. But, but so I enjoyed doing that. But um, that's about as far as it goes. Yay. I'm a writer too. Um, Are you? Yes. Um, I, I have some comic, some what web comics online based huh. off of the old Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Yeah, but, yeah. But mine requires more imagination because you have to think the way that old cartoon was and the craziness. Because, like, yeah. if I explain to you in one story, I drug Sonic and Tails so they'd be kidnapped. That sounds bad. But when you <laughs> when you watch the cartoon, I mean the the comic strip, then it's funny. But if I just yeah. tell you that piece, yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. So you really have to put your imagination into it. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever thought about doing a memoir? I don't think I've heard any of the voice actors or actresses that we've talked to or actors or actresses talk about doing a memoir and with, oh, everything, memoir. That, and with everything that you've done, that would be a great, <laughs> I've, got some, great I've got some great stories. Uh, my, my son's been after me for years to, to write a memoir and what we've kind of come up with is, and I, of course I said, no, I'm not going to, I'm too lazy to do that. I, I mean, I got some great stories and stuff, but what we, we've kind of half decided already is at one point he and I are going to sit together and sit down together and I'm just going to start telling him the stories, you know, I mean, he's heard most of them already, but, and, and then he's, then he's going to write, mm-hmm. you know, like a ghostwriter. A lot of memoirs are written like that anyway, you know? Uh, so we, we might do that. We might do that. Not so much about me. I've, I've never been interested, interested that much in writing about myself. But uh, I've had so many opportunities in, in the show business. I've been in almost every area of show business. I mean, I've been in a couple of movies. I've been in, in plays. I've, been, I've had a record album out, a comedy record album. I've had a singing <laughs> record out. Uh, nobody ever heard it, but um what else well of course the I, I was a game show host on television for three years in new york um bowling for dollars oh yeah and and um and then i was with imus in the morning for 35 years and that alone is uh would give me this a lot of stories to fill a book working with him uh, if you didn't watch the show you guys wouldn't know but he was quite a character he just died uh, two years ago three years ago but um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there's a lot of material there. I just have to have somebody else do it. <laughs> all hard work. So, so you did voiceover work for Grand Theft Auto 5, 4? Four? 4. I think it was Grand Theft Auto 4, yeah. I'm yeah, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Wow. Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. You guys are, are you guys gamers? I am. That's why I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the game Red Dead Redemption 2? I do. Oh. I know that one, and I know no. the Grand Theft Auto. So the very first game I ever played was Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and I was addicted to the Grand Theft Auto series, so I have all yeah. of them. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't. Like so, you were, so you were the radio announcer. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. On Grand game. Theft Auto, yeah. As, as oh. you, if, you, if you're playing the game as you're driving along, the radio's on, and you hear me you know, playing records and things like that. Uh, and I was in one called Mafia Two. Uh, Ooh, <clears throat> games. My favorite one, though. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I've got a scratchy voice today. I don't know why. My favorite one that I've done is the Red Dead Redemption Two, because mm-hmm. I was um, on camera for that one. In other words, um, oh. uh, I—it's <laughs> hard to explain. Um, but the characters in, in that game were not just animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a process called, what's the process called? I went to a studio and um, the first hour they spend putting this suit on you. It's all latex, mm-hmm. spandex, okay. uh, yeah. black. You have a, a black cap on, you have a black 
everything. Gloves, black boots, and a helmet. And out of that comes a, uh, a pipe like this. And there's a, a camera in front of your face and a microphone. And all over the suit are these little um, things they put on there. that are, are they're, They electronically tell the computer uh, what your body is doing, how you're moving. It's, it's very hard to explain, but it's incredibly fun to do. Like a CGI um, kind of thing? It's kind of like that. More like a, a, a blue screen or green screen, if you know yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, see, I would... Uh, like I said, the first the first hour or so you're there, you're there. <clears throat> they put you in the suit, and the next hour you're standing in front of a, a, about a thousand cameras in this halo thing. And the guy will tell you, "Okay, smile as big as you can, frown, um, laugh. <laughs> now lift this arm, lift that arm." What's happening is the computer through those cameras is memorizing the way you move, your exact movements. So that when it comes out on screen, my wife even watched it, watched my son play the game. She says, I can tell that's you. I can tell by your walk that's you. <laughs> but they don't see your face. They see the character's face. But yeah. as, a, as a matter of fact, while you're filming it, uh, there's, there are screens up above uh, and you can see yourself. And like during the breaks, we'd all look at each other and go, <laughs> if I wave, it's waving right back. It's me waving right back at me. It's the craziest thing in the world. But um, I really enjoyed that. That I had never done anything like that before. That, that's wild. It's a wild game. It's a fun but wild game. So I could yeah. see that. Because when that game came out, it had, in my opinion, the best graphics to date. Mm -hmm. So when that game came out, they really put a lot of like, time and energy into the graphics and making it yeah. realistic and how people moved and each character was different and doing all yeah. of that. So that makes a lot of sense that, you know, you experienced that and that was your process for it. Cause it's, mm -hmm. I mean, to this day, it is still a very highly sought after game. Yeah. For it was uh, for a while, the, the top selling video game of all time. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was one of those. I waited in line at midnight to get. I was one Remember of those. Weekend came out. Yeah, I like special ordered it. You know, and you had to have the limited edition. You can't just have the game. You have to have the limited edition that comes with everything. Yeah. Okay, I had yeah. a Halo Xbox, the Modern Warfare. I had the throat mic that went with it, with the headstand, with the Turtle Beach, you know, headphones. I like went all out. Okay, I was serious about my game. Like, I'm still serious about my games. I still have all of those. That's great. Um, That's great. Yeah. So I remember when Red Dead Redemption came out. So when I was looking on your IB, your IMBD and I was like, holy crap, you were the voice. I was like, that makes sense. Like now I can correlate it together. I'm like, yeah. okay. I was the voice sense. of uh, a character named J.B. Cripps. Yeah. He was this old codger. He, he was a, a, a trapper, fur trapper and seller and traded with the Indians and things like that. And he was a real, a real curmudgeonly old guy. He tried sounding like this. He said, well, now, uh, she claimed to be royalty, but she had a head the size of a pumpkin. <laughs> That's one line from the show. <laughs> I remember you're going to make me bust out my older game, man. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. Today's been a video day conversation, for Good. sure. But it makes me happy that it makes you happy. Yeah. So what are, what are you working on currently? Are you still doing voiceover work and everything? Yeah, I still do Skittles, the candy. Um, Cocoa Puffs and Count Chocula, they're not, they're not using the, the, those uh, characters anymore. <clears throat> Count, they're yeah. not using Count Chocula. They're not using um, Sunny on the, on the Cocoa Puffs commercials. Right. Um, there's, there's this campaign has been for a long time now. It finally worked. To get the uh, the uh, cereal companies to stop uh, promoting promoting the the uh, cereal as a candy sweet thing sugary thing which they've always been anyway you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they apparently felt that the characters were uh, by their nature by the fact that they're cartoon characters and everything was a was um, made it too easy for children to get lured in from the commercials. Mm 
and say, mm-hmm. tell her mom and dad, I want that cereal. That's, that's their logic. I don't know. I know it's costing me a lot of money, but that's the, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say, my kids still yeah. see that, that cherry, that uh, cereal, because they still have them on the box. And my kids still like, I yeah. want that one. Like, this yeah. one is chocolate. Yeah, now I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I remember those in the commercials. You know, I remember the Tootsie Roll commercial, too, you know, with the owl. Like, how many licks does it take to get to the, the center of a Tootsie Pop? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always remember that, and it was always different, like each time. And I was just like, ah, the nostalgia, man, the nostalgia. I miss those. I'm like, man, my kids, like now, I mean, a funny story in it, right? I took my kids on, my husband was going to Austin, and so I went with him, and we're in the hotel and we're watching a show, and all these commercials come on. Well, we don't have cable, we stream everything. And my kids like, can we change yeah. this? I want to watch something different. Like they don't understand commercials. And I'm like, you remember back when movies came on and you like planned your bathroom breaks and stuff to time it so you could come back in time. Like we're watching these commercials. You know, I'm getting enjoyment right. out of them. <laughs> and you couldn't even and you couldn't watch it over and over. You had to wait till it came back on TV again, right? Not, yeah, not just commercials. Exactly. But I mean, your favorite shows. There was no replaying it and rewinding it, replaying it. Because we didn't have that technology back then. But I remember, yeah. the, I'll never forget the first day I came home, my kids were about, my two youngest were about eight and four, I think. And um, <clears throat> my wife had just bought for them uh, the DVD of The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I walked in. I said, oh, you guys are watching The Wizard of Oz. My, son, my daughter goes, yeah, hang on a second. And she stops it. And she rewinds oh. it. She said, I want to see the scene again. And I, and I went, no, you, you, you can't do that. No. <laughs> but because I when I was a kid, and even much later on, uh, The Wizard of Oz was on once a year on TV. Mm-hmm. And they would promote it for like a month before. Mm-hmm. And you, everybody would mark their calendars and wait. You know, it'll be on a Sunday night at 9 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever it is. And you'd be home and you'd make sure you, you're ready to watch that because you're not going to get to see it again for a year. Yeah, there, weren't, there's not, there were no tapes of it. There's no way to watch it. Whole yeah. different world. Whole different world. I know. I miss that world, to be honest. I mean, I don't think like just the planning of the bathroom breaks. You're like, oh, this movie's coming on on Friday night. Or like going to Blockbuster, right, to rent my games and movies. Yeah. And like, you know, you had to pick up the candy that was there at the checkout to rent your movie <laughs> or whatever. You just had to. You know, it was, it was crazy. Oh, uh-huh. I raising that space, goobers. Now they have dark <clears throat> ones. Already. Don't they, they do. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. It was an eye opener though. Like when I was at the hotel with my kids, and they're like, oh, "I don't want to watch this." And you're like, "That's what we're watching. We're gonna watch these commercials, okay? We're gonna do this." Mom needs to relive her glory days. <laughs> Good for you. Good yeah. for you. I loved it, Greg. What were you saying? Well, what I was going to ask was, I know you mentioned that you had three conventions already planned for this coming year. Are you able to announce any of them yet? Or have they not not said it yet or don't want you to announce yet? Because I know they have their rules on it. I'm pretty sure these have all been announced. Uh, I do have more uh, maybes for next year, but I'm only telling you the ones that that have been uh, confirmed. And uh, somebody mentioned Texas. Did you, Annie, Amy, say something about Texas? Yeah, me and Greg live in Texas. Oh, you do? And Lizzie. Can you get down to Austin? Yeah. I'm going to be in Austin on, let's see, Comic-Cons. June 24th and 25th, the, Austin, the Greater Austin Comic-Con. Ooh. Texas, nice. my God. You know, you I know you're still a man from Texas, but you can't tell him Greg? much. <laughs> and, and don't bother asking the guy from Texas what he thinks about something, because if he wanted you to know, he had already done told you. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yep. It's a true statement. Uh, March fifth, Las Vegas. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. March eighteenth, Columbus, Ohio. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Not quite as exciting, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's those are the three well, I got planned uh, so far. Well, well, well Amy. Amy. I always put put them on Facebook when I get have one coming up, you know. Nice, Michelle Kitty. I can make that. I can make that Austin one. 
Oh, that's great. Come on down. Come on yeah. down. Well, guys, this has been great. I do have to. I got yes. about five more minutes. Uh, my wife, I can hear her out saying, Come on, we're going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just curious. Did you ever, ever get any love letters from little girls? Oh, I thought I know. Did you ever get any love letters? Yeah, kind of. You know, they're addressed to Lionel, you know, which yeah. they should be. Uh, yeah, you, know, you get people of all ages. That's the great thing. <clears throat> now, of course, there are people who are the original fans and they're uh, my age, 40, 50. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and then there, and what I really love is that Comic Cons, people come in not just with their kids, but with their grandkids sometimes. And they all, wow. they're, they're all big, they're all wearing Lionel Chitara cosplay <laughs> costumes, you know. And that's really a kick. I love that. Well, everyone, we do not have a show next week. We will be at Trading Card Game or Trading Card Game Con, TCG Con, at the George uh, R. Brown here in Houston. Great. Looking forward to that. But after that, we will have SypaCon on our show from Lake Charles for the following weekend and then the weekend after that which i think is february 4th saturday at 11 a.m we will have tiffany grant on our show great sounds so, like fun so you guys do this a lot huh mm -hmm. yes good. We do. that's good enjoy it and we go to the shows and we do interviews at the shows and yeah i don't know i don't know what could top this one i'm telling you you have made me <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like I am just I I have it on my calendar now because I had my online calendar up. I know my online calendar for June what is it June twenty fifth and twenty sixth. I'm like I'll be there. I don't I'm Fantastic. I'm just I'll be there. I don't know if I'm gonna say much to you, but I will come and snap a photo with you and be like, you remember me? I was fangirling when you talked to me. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie, did did we take a picture together when at uh, New York Comic Con? I think we did. I had to go through it. Yeah, we did. I yeah. think we did. I remember you were in a big, big hurry because first of all, you couldn't find my my, my table. It's such a big yeah. place, you know. And it's yeah, three and I floors. was I was working a booth, so I had limited time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. Well, I'm glad I got to see anyhow. Probably well, back there next year. I don't know. I don't know. Not in the same spot. So guys, I Dang it! Get me out of the way. I want to get to life. Go, 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 go! Better <laughs> me up and call me a biscuit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. This is a thank lot you. Of fun. Let's thank do it again you sometime. so much. And everyone, we will catch you on our next show. Definitely. We'll All catch right. you on our next show. Until then, everyone, adio. Uh -huh. oh,